Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Blake Street Irregulars, your local Colorado Rockies podcast on Mile High Sports. My name is Sean Drotar. We are actually out at Denver Broncos training camp at the UC Health Center, so a little bit of football is in the air. But, uh, you know, we thought the Rockies are playing anyway. We're going to be here. I'm here for the radio show. So why not grab my co-host from the radio show, Mornings of 5280. Please don't Mile grab High. me. <laughs> Mile High Sports Radio, uh, 1340 AM, 104.7 in Sean Denver. Sean already grabbed me. All the time. That's because you're sitting next to him. And I regret it already on MileHighSports.com. or streaming on the Mile High Sports app. Uh, DJ Carpenter and Nate Lundy. Uh, we've, we've heard both of them uh, separately at times, but we thought, hey, we're, we're here. We're, uh, it, the, the grass is still green, so it, it, we've got a <laughs> little bit of a baseball field. There's still chalk on the, on the ground If there, you're so. going to invite us to do this on location, can we please do it at Tap 14? Yeah. I don't. I, I mean, there's well, not enough alcohol out here. Yes, yeah, really, yes, that's true. And and uh, we need to go do that again. That's a great idea. And Although there are it. some some there's some executive offices over there. There's probably some alcohol in there, TJ. I, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I guarantee you are right. There's a private airport right behind us. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few of that as well. So yeah, that's uh, oh, that, that's something to keep in mind where we All are. Right, I'm sorry. Get your tap 14 <laughs> yeah, mentioned yeah, in. Exactly. I'm sorry. Go yeah, the, the podcast always <laughs> is sponsored by by Tap 14, and yeah, you want somewhere to uh, to stop before or after any of the Rockies games. It's the perfect spot for you. They're 1920 Blake Street, uh, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from the home plate entrance at Coors Field. Whether the Rockies are in town, you catch it before the game, you catch a little bit of the after the game, and uh, if, when they're on the road, like they are this week, it's a great place to catch the games anyway because these Colorado summers are gorgeous. The Colorado summer nights are even better, especially if you're someone like me because you can't get sunburned. But even if it's one of those really hot days they have the misters up there 70 colorado beers on tap 100 distilled colorado spirits it's the place to go uh, if you are a uh, connoisseur of colorado uh, alcoholic products of which our state does really really well do i have to be a connoisseur what no, if i you what don't. if i just drink you don't you don't do have i have to be fancy about it you might get a little more out of it if you oh, okay. if you do Maybe, okay. but you know, yeah, you can just enjoy it for what it is, okay, and, cool. and and that's the way that the Rockies have been playing as well. Yeah, you can look into the the nuance and do the wow. Why are they playing generally so well? We're talking about last night's loss against St. Louis, but on the grand scheme of things, they've been playing very well. But you don't have to break it down. You can just go, wow, the Rockies are good, which is why they drew almost a quarter of a million fans in the last five game homestand uh, that they went four and one in. But now they go on the road. They play the Cardinals. They play the Brewers. The first game didn't go exactly so well, guys. Uh, it, it's it's one game, but this one stings a little bit because they had a, they had a lead. Tyler Anderson has been maybe their best pitcher of late. Uh, was play, was pitching very very well. They lose in extra innings. They had a chance to finish the night tied for first place. Well, first and foremost, I have to say for anybody who listens to the morning show or follows me on social media, I have been. It has been requested of me that I be less sarcastic about the <laughs> winning and losing of the team in and out. Well, just for this podcast. Right, yeah. And so I just it's, want to it's explain. It's really more just, just mood swings that we're concerned about. <laughs> I just want to explain to everybody. It is kind of like TJ's constantly yeah. going through menopause. Right. I, I, depending on what they did the night before, I will react the way that bandwagoners or the way that uh, reactionary fans react to things. Uh, but – to be, all, to be honest with you, at the very beginning of the season, I thought that this team had tremendous opportunity to build off of what they did a season ago. And early on in the year, they didn't really seem to reflect that. They didn't seem like they knew exactly what was, what, what was at hand here. Uh, and that's certainly changed over the last month. Uh, what are they, 15-2 and two or something like that? Uh, they've had a tremendous run over the month of July, which 
look, I think that a lot of it comes down to starting pitching in all things. And so if they make any kind of move this week, it needs to be in the starting pitching category, in my opinion. And that's not to say that the pitchers that they've had so far have not performed admirably. But you need consistency at that position, especially if you want to do anything in the postseason. You need to go into the postseason knowing that you're going to win at least the game where that guy pitches. And I think the other thing, Sean, you talked about the the loss that stings, like as we record this on a Tuesday, the loss last night where Nolan Arenado had the grand slam, a 4 nothing lead, uh, and then they go into the seventh inning. Tyler Anderson proceeds to walk three straight guys, including the first two with only ten pitches, which was horrendous. Um, and then Scott Oberg comes in, and, well, you, by the end of the inning, you've got a tie game. Um, I, I think one of the things that has to be a little bit concerning is the starting pitching was great. Tyler Anderson was phenomenal through six innings, and then the wheels came off. Um, but we talked about it on our radio show that, you know, Bud Black is trying to not tax or overtax the bullpen, and that was why, probably why he left Tyler Anderson out there because he hadn't thrown that many pitches and he'd been looking great through six innings, and then all of a sudden the seventh rolls around, and as I mentioned, the wheels fall off. But at the same time, you also can't manage scared. And if part of the reason... I understand Tyler Anderson staying out there after one walk. I do not understand him staying out there after two because it was only ten pitches that it took to get those guys at first and second with nobody out. That was where Bud Black needed to take him out, and he didn't. He left him out there for one more, which turned into another walk, which turns into bases loaded with nobody out. And now you're asking Scott Oberg to come in and do what no reliever wants to come in and do. And I wonder how much of that was because Bud Black was scared to go to his bullpen because, hey, it's the first game of the road trip. It's the first game of the series. I don't want to overtax these guys because it could hurt us down the road and blah, 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 blah. You can't manage scared. you got to manage to win. And I got a little bit concerned that that was what happened on Monday night was that he said, hey, i got to try to get as much out of Tyler as I can. Yeah, I think that's fair. And it, it's a weird spot, too, when a guy's pitching really well and then just all of a sudden falls apart because you may not necessarily have the bullpen ready. But you're, you're exactly right. You can find a way to basically uh, prepare someone really after you get into about the sixth inning. Someone general in baseball nowadays ought to be you know, at least slowly tossing uh, in case something kind of happens, especially against decent teams like the Cardinals. So uh, one got away from them there. Uh, they, they continue on with the series with St. Louis, and then they will go to Milwaukee, the team that at the moment holds the top wild card spot. As we record this today, guys, today is the trade deadline. Now, the, the Rockies aren't going to be in for Bryce Harper. They're, they're not going to be in for anything like that. But will they add? Should they add? And where would you like them to add? Pitchers. Pitchers. Starters, relievers. Starter, absolutely. I, I've, we've talked about this a lot, Sean. I think Jacob deGrom is the obvious target. And you brought up, I, I think this is kind of a crazy idea, but it's also <laughs> like a crazy smart idea. Something I talked about on the show, yeah. Yeah, is that if you go to uh, and, and say, look, we want Jacob deGrom. We'll give you a pick, your pick, of any three prospects you want in our farm system. I'd do that right now. I, it, it would be impossible to turn that trade down, wouldn't it? Uh, I, if you're the Rockies, to get a guy like deGrom, well, who, look, deGrom might be the, if you were to Call it right now. DeGrom might win the Cy Young, despite the fact the Mets are falling apart. He yes. might be the Cy Young winner. And this isn't a rental like Harper. This He's under contract for multiple years after this. Yes. That's the kind of time. There are times where, and I understand when you're the Rockies, your farm system is important. That you have to be able to, to churn through that. When you're not the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Red Sox, and you mm-hmm. can't always solve your problem by writing a check, you do have to maintain a good farm system. But at the same time, when certain opportunities fall into your lap, 
yeah. it is worth emptying it you and sending the guys Brennan out. You don't need Brendan Rodgers this year. Well, because he doesn't help the Colorado Rockies. Right, yeah. He it, can help the Hartford Yard Goats. He can help the Albuquerque Isotopes, but he's not helping the Colorado Rockies. Trevor Story is like your, one of your best players. Jacob DeGrom year. becomes the best pitcher on the Colorado Rockies the day he steps onto the field. That's right. The second that that ink dries, it's he's the best pitcher on the staff. And if you can add at the top, imagine how much better you would feel about the rotation if you add to the top of the rotation as opposed to adding right. to the bottom. Yeah, and, and, I mean, and if that's Kyle actually, Freeland's your five. Yeah, <laughs> well, and that's and that's actually the point I was going to bring up, Sean. When you asked, like, what would you trade for? Um, if I'm going to trade for a reliever, right, a bullpen guy, okay, fine. I said I wanted Zach Britton. Obviously, that's not going to happen because he's already been traded. Um, uh, reliever, reliever, mix and match. If you are going to trade for a starting pitcher, I want it to be either a number one or a number two. Period. I don't want this to be a rotation guy. I want this to be the guy if you're going to pull it off. Because to me, that's what Brendan Rodgers is worth. And the concern you always have, because we see it at the damn Pepsi Center, we've seen it out of the Rockies before, and it's not, it's not unique to Denver. It is, we see this across all of professional sports, where they fall in love with their picks. You fall in love with your guys, and you're unwilling to trade them. We've talked about it with Jamal Murray. We've talked about it, we, we've talked about it constantly. There were Avalanche fans a couple of years ago that thought it was blasphemy to talk about trading Matt Duchesne. Well, you did it, you got better, and you made the playoffs. Like, I mean, and you don't without that trade exactly. And so, sometimes you just need fans to just chill the bleep out and be okay that sometimes to get better, you have to let go of something that maybe you don't want to. In a perfect world, I would have loved Matt Duchesne to have been an Av for his entire career right. and someday skated around the Pepsi Center with a with the cup over his head and all of that. But unfortunately. For, for better or worse, because of different things that had happened over the course of, of his time in Colorado, unrelated to him, it didn't work out. You could say, I think, for better, actually. Well, yeah, in this case, for better. But you always get concerned, whether it's Breidich or anybody else, Sean, that you fall in love with your favorite guy, you fall in love because I drafted him, and this is my guy, and this is my legacy that... You know, 10 years from now, when I'm no longer the GM of the team, they'll still talk about that guy that I drafted. Oh, give me a break. Win games. Yeah, and the trick with the, these trades, and the, this does feel like a time to be aggressive. And when you're talking about a DeGrom or, say, a Chris Archer, another guy that's going to be out there from, from Tampa Bay, you're looking at a spot where you have guys that are under contract. Let's look at the money a little bit here, too. Now, the idea is Brendan Rodgers, the way Trevor Story plays, you're not moving him. Brendan Rodgers probably steps in and replaces DJ LeMahieu. He's probably your starting second baseman next year. The Rockies love DJ LeMahieu. They can't pay him and Charlie Blackman and Nolan Arenado, and they're not going to give up on Arenado by writing LeMahieu $100 contract, or a million dollar contract. So that's that's the cost that you, you get there. You get some of LeMahieu's money back. Mm-hmm. But when you trade for a DeGrom, DeGrom makes $7.5 million and he has two arbitration years left. That's crazy. That's peanuts. That is half of what you'd have to pay DJ LeMayhew at minimum. Right. So not only when you when you make that deal, I get it, you'd be giving up a future starting second baseman for you, but you're getting an ace. And that is an ace. The Rockies don't have an ace. They have right. some promising guys. Yeah. You're getting an ace, and you're getting him for less than half of what you'd have to pay. So the money is part of the equation, too. You would be saving money in the short and long term 
yeah. by making deals for Jacob DeGrom or someone like Chris Archer. I, and look, this is going to sound a little a little crazy, but I think you could make a legitimate argument that if you added Jacob DeGrom to the Rockies, they would be the best team in the division. Now, I'm not saying that payroll-wise in, in all of that, and I think Clayton Kershaw is obviously better than Jacob DeGrom is, but top to bottom. But not by much. You essentially have, you are not weak anywhere. The other thing that it might do for you, I mean, isn't isn't a lot of this about making Nolan Arenado want to stay? And Jacob Durham would be that already would under that. contract. That Arbitration years, but he's not going anywhere. Right. Let me give you a couple of funny tweets here as we as we finish up the, the podcast. This one from Matt Aholt, who uh, covers the Mets. Um, uh, he's one of the beat reporters uh, in New York, New Jersey. This is the stat from him. In his last, this is Jacob Degrom's stat line for his last twelve starts. You ready for this? He's one in six, with a one point eight seven ERA, in eighty seven innings pitched. He's only given up eighteen earned runs, and he has ninety five strikeouts. Good God! And they are one and six, which leads me to the, which leads me to the tweet that came up just above it, which is just from a fan, but is absolutely hysterical. You ready for this? Forget the Cy Young. Jacob DeGrom deserves the Nobel Peace Prize for not murdering his teammates. <laughs> That's the tweet that I found right before I found that stat. And it's just from a fan in yeah. New York who's just <laughs> fed up with what's going on. So if Jacob, uh, all if, of that if, is so Mets. Jacob DeGrom in Coors so Field, Mets. let's say he goes up a, a run. So his ERA is 2.8? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You'll I take mean, that all day. It's yes. absolutely, uh, it, it, it really truly is insane to think about a guy that in 12 starts is 1 in 6, but his ERA is a buck 87, and in 87 innings he has 95 Ks. And not very many walks. And, Holy and, and this is crap. a moment of truth for the Rockies because the the truth is, they have the prospects to get him. They could get him. So they he's could. Basically, he's basically Felix Hernandez for the year he won the Cy Young and with like an 11 and 12 record. I, I think TJ. I, I think TJ hit it just right. I think you could actually even do this. I'll, I'll I'll throw this out there. You could go to the Mets and say you can have DJ Lemayhew, and then there are two blank spots for prospects. Put whoever you want down, and then let him flip right TJ down, for someone else. Write sure. down whatever you want, and then. New York, if you want to then flip DJ to somebody else to try to get some more prospects because your team sucks mm-hmm. and you need help. Uh, so if you want to flip DJ to the uh, Mariners, to the uh, to Cleveland, to whoever, yeah. in order to help yourself out even more, maybe you're not going to get the same return you're going to get for a DeGrom, but you're going to get something. Go for it. And and look, the the team across town did the exact same thing a couple of years ago with <laughs> yeah. Oraldis Chapman. Yeah. Where they gave up five prospects, one of whom uh you know was they they is the one of their best players now yeah. um for the Yankees. So yeah, find a team that's willing to sell some farm system prospects for a really good player. Yeah, to get an idea of how the Rockies have done, back in June 27th when this really good run of play, when Major League Baseball keeps track of playoff uh, odds, they were at 3% 
today they're at 35 for the Rockies. They're playing great. This feels like the time to buy. We'll see if they do it today. We'll check back in with you during the Brewers series, see where the Rockies are. They will have an opportunity on this road trip, no matter what happens with St. Louis, to take over the top wild card spot if they get the job done against the Brewers. So a big-time week for the Rockies prior and after the trading deadline. We'll stay on top of it right here on the Blake Street Irregulars. We're brought to you by Tap 14. Make sure you check them out while the Rockies are on the road this week. Uh, I know I will. I'll go down there and enjoy a little bit. So for Nate, for TJ, follow Nate on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow TJ at TJ Carpenter Show. And, oh, uh, listen to all three of us uh, on the mornings at Mile High Sports. You can stream it on the app. You can catch it online. There's even video if you want to see us. Hmm. Well, if you want to see TJ and, <laughs> and Nate, you just see the back of my bald head. That's why I'm better when you listen to me. Thank you very much. We'll check back with you next week. Uh, and later this week, pardon me, later this week with the Brewers. And then every week for the rest of the season, a couple times a week right here on Mile High Sports.